Hello, this is Diana Castro and you've tuned in to Leaders with a Mission. And if you love leadership and building community and love revolutionary ideas, this person that I have here today, you must meet her. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Marley Q and she's a woman with a mission to spread kindness as if it was confetti. She is a soulful, wise powerhouse of service and inspiration that builds connection and community. She is a kindness influencer, a speaker, a leadership trainer, and a word wizard that makes anything into an acronym. <laughs> and with you, Marley Q. <laughs> I was like, I am a wizard of words and acronyms. What a great uh, introduction. Thank you. Everything with you is an acronym. Everything. I'm like, how does she do this? This is like a superpower. No, what is her superpower? Acronyms. Acronyms. I like playing with words. Thank you for noticing and acknowledging that. I appreciate it. So I love having you here as an ambassador of kindness in the world. Um, I want you to tell us the story of how, how did you come up with you know, kindness as your mission, as your business, as, as, as your way of legacy. Tell me. Oh, well, I have to first thank my parents, right? I think I was raised well, and I think my parents taught me the importance and the value of kindness, right? But it wasn't until I was in fourth grade, and I actually delivered a TED Talk about this, the story. Um, my fourth grade teacher, I was having a bad day, and my fourth grade teacher took the time to tell me how are you feeling? How are you? And she said these four words to me that I, I just never forgot. And I believed as my identity. She's like, Marley, kindness is your superpower. And at 10 years old, I wanted to be a superhero and I wanted a superpower. So she just gave it to me and I experienced it. It wasn't just that she told me words. I went from a place of feeling sad, helpless, unseen, kind of insignificant to immediately feeling empowered and seen and heard. And I just never forgot that. And from that day forward, I'm like, kindness is my superpower. And I started being kind on purpose and spreading it around like confetti, like he said. And it really, I think, just set me on a path in life that even throughout my careers and everything that I've done, where kindness was always like the foundation, right? And it's really only recently, thanks to the pandemic, that I actually put on the hat of, I am a kindness influencer. I love it. I love it. So... How does someone gives herself permission to do this as a as a business, as a way of life? Because it's like, also, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a kindness influencer. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Like, <laughs> yeah. how does that happen? Because it's not your common everyday thing. And yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. So I love to say that I am myself for a living, right? So when people are like, what do you do for a living? I'm myself for a living. And that just feels good, right? And when I tell people that I'm a kindness influencer, there's always like, oh, I love that. So I either get like, oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. I love that. We should have more of that in the world. Or they're confused like, yeah, but how, how do you, you make monetize money? that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the other question. Yeah, that's cute, but how do you make money, right? So when I say that I'm a kindness influencer and how that relates to my business and what I've done is... My mission is to be the spark of kindness, connection, and community. And I do that through speaking. I'm a podcast host. I do keynote speaking and I MC events. My background is as an event planner for like 20 something years. So I, I, I bring that into like a stage, right? So that's kindness and connection, really using kindness to spark meaningful connection and conversations with people. How can we use kindness to better connect with ourselves, with other people, and this you know, universe and globe that we're all walking around in, right? And I use it to build community, right? What are events? Events are community building events. So I 
kind of just broke down all the things that I do as a speaker, as a leadership trainer and an event planner. At the bottom of that, what I really care about is kindness. Like kindness is what brings people together. Kindness is what helps you connect with others. Kindness is what changes the world. So I'm like, oh, it's, I've been doing it this whole time. I just didn't lead with that. I didn't lead with who I am. I always led with what I do. And I think that's been the biggest shift in, in, in myself and in my business and the way that I introduce myself to people. I no longer lead with what I do. I lead with who I am. I love that. So um, since we already know that your superpower is acronyms, can you, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit of how does that look like? Because I'm sure people go in like, what? What does that look like for you? How do you do that? And you also implement it in your business. So give us a little insider's information on what yeah. that looks like. So, you know, I think the first acronym that sparked all the other acronyms was PARC. PARC is my mission, which is to inspire people to perform acts of random kindness. PARC. And that was my nonprofit. That was my movement. I started in 2010. We're about to be 13 years old or so. And that was the first acronym that I wanted people to remember. Like, how can we make kindness sticky? How can we make it contagious? By reminding people, right? And it's a verb. It's like, park, do it. Like, it's not just, oh, what a nice philosophy. That's so cute. I want you to agree with me. No, I want you to do it and to perform the act of random kindness in your everyday life. And I believe that by being a parker, I call people that perform acts of random kindness, a parker. That's two acronyms for you if you're keeping track. <laughs> I, um, I, I, it just started catching on and people are using like my lingo. One day I have a dream that it'll be in the dictionary as an actual like verb. That would be so freaking mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then as far as how I use acronyms, like in my leadership training, I, I really feel that acronyms are a helpful like educational framework to take big concepts and bring them down to a practical application where you can remember to do the thing, right? Because you go to conferences or you go to courses or you read books and you're like, okay, this is all great, but do you actually implement the thing? Remember? How do you remember the thing? So acronyms for me helps me to break down concepts into something that's actionable and memorable. And I've got tons of them. I will share, you know, at least I shared two. We'll keep it simple here today. And what about your podcast? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so Time to Be Kind with Marley Q is my podcast. I launched it April of 2020. Uh, obviously, we all know what happened March, right? The month right before where there, we, we were all kind of hit with this opportunity to take stock of like what really matters, right? And I had an event planning business for over a decade that I had been building. And in one day, I lost all of my business, all of my contracts, all of my money for the rest of the year. And I was three months pregnant and I had like a one and a half year old running around in a small two bedroom apartment. My husband is a musician. He lost all of his, you know, events and business too. And I had a moment, I had a moment of, what happened here? What is going on and what am I gonna do? And I made the time to be kind with how I was feeling and just kind of let that settle and say, okay, what do I do now? Like, how can I take what I'm passionate about and continue working and continue making an income? And what I came up with was I have my voice and I've always been speaking and I, I, I can talk to people and I know I can spread kindness. I know I can make meaningful connections with people. I know I can build community. How can I do that from my living room, you know, in my house? And video was not my friend back then, like video was not what I would have um, chosen to do, but I was kind of forced in that direction. I said, all right, let's do this. This is the opportunity to get past my own self-doubt, my own, you know, resistance. You surrendered. 
And I really did. And my husband, thankfully, is my like sound engineer, my tech guy, the everything. And he set me up in a little like lunch tray table in my living room, the computer, the screen. And I started teaching and I started talking from my living room. And here we are. This time later, I have my podcast and I do leadership training virtuals all over the globe now. And I'm on video and use my voice now. So it's it's it was really an empowering um pivot. And it was actually a very quick pivot for me, which I realized when you're really clear on your mission, when you're really clear on your mission and you give yourself the moment to kind of pause and assess, it was actually really easy for me to go from planning events, running around, working every night and weekend and holidays to like, all right, I'm speaking into a microphone and I'm talking into a camera and I'm still continuing my mission each and every day. So it was actually freeing and super empowering. I love what you just said. I mean, it's not just because I am super biased because of video, <laughs> duh. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, what a life lesson to be able to shift, to be able to re-engage, to, to take that up as an opportunity mm -hmm. rather than, oh my God, I lost everything. Like, yes, we get to have the breakdowns, but you, you got the opportunity to create a breakthrough yes. in that moment. And I think it's important what you, what you just mentioned, that I actually gave myself the time to to freak out a little bit, right? I mean, imagine you have a business, you've been building it for a decade and in a day you get emails and client calls saying, no, we're canceling, $20,000 here gone, 30, like all your money. And you're like, oh, I wasn't just like, okay, great, let me do something else. No, 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 that is not accurate of what happened. Actually, I started crying and my husband came in and wanted to fix it. He's like, we're gonna, everything's gonna be okay, don't worry. And I said, I need a moment. And I actually shoot him out of my room. I'm like, I don't need you to come and fix anything. I don't need you to like dismiss how I'm feeling right now or make this better. Like this is a problem and we need to. And I wanna, and I wanna take a moment to, to exactly. like process it. Exactly, so I did. I did in my room for a while. I sat there, I have a yoga background. I've been uh, practicing and teaching for a long time. So I'm like, I am very aware of what's happening <laughs> in my body and in my brain. And I was pregnant again, and I really was mindful. I didn't wanna flood my body with all this stress, you know, and anxiety and worry and doubt. So I just gave myself a moment to have it took a couple breaths, cried a lot, actually, <gasps> did the ugly cry for a little while, and then went outside and spoke to my husband and said, okay, thank you for the moment. I really think that this is the opportunity to, to shift and we can launch the podcast, which I already had in mind to do. It was for kind years, of percolating in your brain. For years before, but I was just too- Chicken. Yeah, let's put it out there just like that, way too chicken to do it. And it just gave me, I'm like, this is the opportunity. Scared or not scared, we're doing it. Babe, I need you to set up some mics. We need to figure out like a studio in my super small, like <laughs> apartment. We figured it corner. out. I'm talking about in the middle, in the way. And it didn't matter. And we did it. And here we are. Oh my God. I like, there's so much I can feel in my body, like the joy and like, of like, obviously after witnessing what you just mentioned, like you had the moment. Cause I do feel like we are flooded all the time with good intentions, people like that are out there to, to support us in mindset and all of this stuff, which is amazing. But they're always like, be positive, be positive. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like only talk affirmations. And, but the, the truth of the matter is that while that is amazing and that works, there's a place for that, mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen until we actually have a human experience of the breakdowns and like the ugly cry and that nobody talks about it because usually social media is all about the beautiful and most enhanced moments of life. And um, and I love that we we allow people to see that. Yeah, I think that's kindness. I think I think being authentic and honest with your experience and 
holding space for whatever that experience is, good, bad, ugly, or otherwise, is kindness. And up until that point, I really think that, you know, I talked a lot about kindness towards others, right? Park is perform acts of random kindness. It was always outward focus for others. And I really think that pregnancy, parenthood, and the pandemic gave me the opportunity to, to bring that in to myself first. And it took a while. It took a while to, to, to give it to myself, right? Maybe more time than I wanted to and to sit in that like uncomfortable, like limbo. But once I did, you know, then, okay, great. I let it out. Next. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think like sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, like as you were saying that I could, I could hear people in the background going, but sometimes we don't think we have the time or we think that we just have to put up with it. And, and, you know, we just have to like go through it. And what I am realizing or the aha moment I'm having while you're saying is that if we actually give ourselves the time to break down so that we can process everything, we can speed up or like it, it is easier to find that clarity and be like, okay, now that is, I threw up, I emotionally threw up. And now that I, I feel back in my body, like it's not necessarily perfect, but now I can make decisions from a more integrated place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always imagine, or I use the analogy of a snow globe, right? If you have a snow globe and you're just constantly shaking it up, right? And you're just shaking it up all the time and you don't put it down, even for 30 seconds to let the snow like settle. To experience what to the experience beauty of what's is. what's happening and let it fall and be like, oh, so that just broke down. Oh, I no longer have that. Okay. That's not going on. I just have it. Watch it. That's what yoga helped me, right? Mindfulness and awareness. Mindfulness is without judgment, looking at it without judging it, without making it good or bad. Just like, wow, this is happening. I don't understand it. I'm scared and allowing that. Once it settles and you're like, oh, you can see the little figurines and like, oh, look, there's a little castle in there, whatever. You can see it now. And once you see things clearly, it makes it really much easier to make a decision and to pivot and to move forward rather than trying to ignore and just keeping the snow globe shaking, shaking, shaking and trying to like move forward. But with that still going on, you're going to be a lot less effective in, you know, your next move. And I also witnessed from what you were saying, um, that wisdom from you and from your husband, meaning what do I say that is like with the best intentions or husbands are just, they, they want to take care of us and they want to hug us and they want to protect us. And they, they, all they do is they want to make it better because it's, 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 they feel called to. And I love that we're talking about it in a sense of letting them know that sometimes it's okay to see us break down. Yeah. That sometimes just holding the space for us to experience or to have our own body experience and to for us women to also allow them to have the same space mm -hmm. without fixing, without like trying to make it better, just to let me, let me be, let me breathe. And not only that to ourselves, but to our kids, if they're having a breakdown, to allow them to, to have the breakdown. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's, it's kindness, it's, it's acknowledging someone else's pain, is is trusting that they and their body will know how to find center again. Mm -hmm. And it might not happen in our time, but it's in their time. And it, it's, 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 um, it's a concept that not a lot, a lot of people understand because it's uncomfortable for it's us uncomfortable. to see someone who we love in pain and in like disarray. Mm -hmm. But there's so much wisdom in that, allowing the dust to settle. Mm -hmm. to, and holding that space as we say and in that, yoga, And to right? save Just space, to, like to have that safe space of being like, okay, I'm here if you need me. 
Yeah. I mean, it happened this morning with my two-year-old. I mean, he had a little, you know, tantrum this morning. And I'm like, okay. I just let him. I'm like, okay, great. Let me know when you're done. And I went. I brushed my other kid's teeth and he was done. I'm like, are you done, Poppy? He goes, yeah. You feel better? Yeah, I better. Great. Let's go. You know, it's just, I don't need to fix anything. Just go ahead and cry it out then. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. You're not, yeah, like like crying, it's not a disease right. or you're not going to, and I think that that's what's happening. Like shifting, I'm like, I'm having all these aha moments in the year, like trying to control someone's emotional experience because of this driven way of success that is happy and dandy all the time is creating all this disconnection between our youth that they don't understand how to cope with their own emotions, that they they are holding so much inside that it's heavy, it gets heavy. Yeah, it we have can. to make it okay to let it out. We have to make it okay. And it starts with you allowing yourself to be okay with letting it out, right? So like you said, my husband was well-intentioned. Like, I love you and I need a moment. Could you please leave my room? Like, it wasn't <laughs> that nice, actually. I said, stop, get out. Like, it was like, stop, get out. I need a moment. And... And holding that space, right? And even going back out there and be like, thank you. I know that you want to help and fix. I just needed that moment. He was like, great. Now what are we going to do? Right? And we were able to work together. So I really think that you hit the nail on the head. Being able to express that it is kindness to hold space and allow other people to have their own emotional experience. Right? And then when they settle, where can we go from here? Um, and the next thing, because I know I what, what I opened the show with was how to build community through this revolutionary idea of kindness. Like, this is like, what? Kindness? Um, tell us about how do we get to do that? Like, how have you seen it play in corporations? How can kindness create better leaders? How can kindness create better um, communities? In your eyes, based on someone who is an expert in the subject of kindness, what can people do? How can they implement yeah, so definitely kindness starts with with you, which I think is the hardest part, right? Because people, you know, we think, oh, love your neighbor. People forget the other part of that as you love yourself. Like it's love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what I really, when I when I teach and I do leadership training, it really is with this foundation of awareness and kindness towards yourself first, allowing us to have just a moment to be aware of how are we feeling? How are we breathing? Most people are breathing incorrectly, which causes stress unnecessarily, right? So once we are able to just hold space for what does kindness look like towards you, right? When we talk about self-care, I don't tell people how to take care of themselves. When we talk about kindness and performing acts of kindness, I'm not telling you how to perform acts of kindness. We have this endless like wellspring of ways that we can be kind to ourselves and others. And only you know which way you want to express that in any moment. So the way that I think kindness helps to build community is because kindness is like the vehicle to actually connect with another human being authentically. Like because we are one mankind, kindness is a something that we recognize in others immediately. And we're like, oh, you are like me. There it is. Where's kindness? Whether it's a smile, whether it's a hug, whether it's just holding space to listen to someone, whether it's a compliment. I mean, Again, I could go on and on. There's so many different ways that we can use kindness as an actual skill, a muscle that we can practice on purpose at work, at home, and out in the world. That naturally leads to connection. And when you have connection with yourself and you have connection with others, and even when the world, while you're walking around, like looking at a tree, looking at the, 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 the clouds, the sky, and actually just being aware of what we're doing rather than just walking around all day how we're used to living now, like looking down on our phones or just in our own head, right? That's connection. And how that all builds community 
now all of a sudden we feel like we're connected as one mankind. Now we are a community. We're not just like, this is me and this is like my own problems and what I'm working on. What we know about empathy, right? I mean, empathy is like a deeper frequency of kindness, I think. Kindness is like the easy, we look at a radio dial. Kindness is like the one that we could all tune into because it's natural to us. Empathy is a deeper, is a, is a deeper frequency, something that we really have to practice in order to be able to feel like someone else's experience and go there. That's a deeper level. But when we can do that, again, it's like an exercise. You're, you're, you're exercising this muscle. Building community is natural. It's natural because now we feel connected to each other and we can build a global community and elevate mankind easily if we are responsible for our own mind, our own behaviors, and the way that we interact with each other with kindness. It naturally happens. I, what I'm hearing is like it's about ownership, ownership. of our own kindness because we cannot give... We only can give from what we have. Mm -hmm. You cannot give something you don't have. Yeah. The first product I ever created, like a, like a physical product, were, were cards. They were like affirmation cards in essence. And it was, I am kindness. I am kindness. Because that's really what happened when I was 10 years old, is my teacher said, kindness is your superpower. And I owned it. I believed her and I owned it. Like, wow, this is, I am. This is who I am. That's what she said. She's like, that's who you are. You don't have to. Like graduate, you don't have to go to special school. You don't have to have a ton of money. You don't have to have a car. You don't have to have anything outside of yourself. You, all by yourself, have the superpower and it's kindness. And I believed her. So I, I identified as this is who I am. And I think that once you know who you are, it's a lot easier to show up in the world and at work and at the grocery store and in traffic. Nobody, that can, nobody gets to define you but yourself. By yourself. You know, when you know who you are, it's, it's easy to be that. Yeah. It's easier to be that. And does it mean that, oh, people say, Marley, you're the queen of kindness. And I'm just like, no, I'm the queen of my home. I'm only the queen of my home. I like to be the spark of kindness. I'm really here, honestly, to remind people, to remind you that that's who you are. That's the essence of, of wellness. I actually think that kindness is the number one driving factor of wellness. It's not diet or food or sleep or your yoga membership or absolutely anything outside of you. Kindness how you think, how you're talking to yourself, how you treat yourself, that will elevate your wellness more than any of those other things. I love it. And I find it to be true. Like, um, I, I often hear a lot of women, they have this little voice in their head and some women experience a very nasty, very like mean inner voice. Um, I, I became aware of it when I went to a lot of women. I always had this like little mind, but my, my inner bitty itty bitty committee is really fun it's not necessarily a mean one um i just experienced it when i was pregnant with my first daughter that i started hearing her become mean it's like mm -hmm. she was being so mean and at some point i had to tell her hey shut the hell up mm -hmm. if you have nothing nice to say i don't want to hear you mm -hmm. i have enough with the world being mean that to for me to like auto impose it in myself so i was like get out you're not welcome here she never showed up again. Never, ever, ever has to. So I, I love that you mentioned that because yes, it, it starts with us. So this is a staple in what we do here. And it's like, what is your personal definition of leadership? Wow. So leadership is a big topic, right? And there's a lot of really great definitions out there. But the simplest is you lead your ship. Like you are in charge of guiding yourself through this world and navigating it. You are in charge. It is about ownership. It is about taking ownership for all of it, like personal responsibility for 
how you feel, what you do, how you interact with others, right? And from that place, you're better equipped to actually lead others, right? So I think that leadership really comes down to self-leadership well before you think about leading other people. It comes down to what kind of leader are you, right? So it's kind leadership, right? So if we can treat ourselves, again, with more kindness, and that doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, like this little critic in my head, which she is very like disciplinary and she's kind of hard on me and like the perfectionist voice and, you know, the, the plow through things. And now, thankfully, through all the work that I've done, I'm very aware, very aware of when she comes up and I'm even kind to her. It's like, you're so cute. There you are again. <laughs> oh, are you scared? Are you trying to keep me from doing this thing? Because I've never done it before. And that's why you're scared. And you're trying to keep me from doing it because it's scary. But I feel you. It's okay. Listen, this is like the next chapter. And like actually relate to yourself with kindness. It changes the game. It is an absolute game changer to, to have kind leadership towards yourself first. Hmm. Because it makes it way easier to lead other people. Mm, I love it. That is such a beautiful insight. Like I was actually mean to her when I was, I was like, listen, I don't need this. You can go. And I also have an opportunity to like, listen to her. Yeah. And she's just. And it's okay to, to be like, hey, to hold space and be like, okay. And then you're not welcome here. Like, this is not, this is not your party right now, but thanks for showing up. I see you next. <laughs> like who I need right here right now is a calm, centered, confident Marley. Thank you. And like the other one can just, you know, here, stay in this little like space there, but <laughs> here's I your you. circle. <laughs> <laughs> I realize you can't keep her there, but at least she was acknowledged. She was acknowledged. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Marley. And what books are you like devouring <laughs> that you feel that the world must know about? You know, I think one of the most recent books that I, that to me made a really big impact was called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. um, Gay Hendricks. And that book was really about like, personal freedom. It really talked about like our, our upper limit problem, which are like kind of these lies that we tell ourselves that keep us from making like big leaps in our lives. And I read that book just at this time during like the pandemic and this whole shift. And it was really, really insightful to, to understand which are the beliefs or the lies that we're telling ourselves that are keeping us from making the next big leap. And it was an incredible read and really, really powerful book. So I would recommend the big leap to anyone that's looking to make a big leap in their life and are maybe feeling some like resistance or like fear or have the, the voices kind of keeping you there, that would be a really good one. I love it. And um, where can people find you? Where can people get more of more kindness and like spread like confetti? I spread kindness for free all day long on the socials, <laughs> on the social medias. I think I'm most active on maybe Instagram, but I'm on all channels at Marley Q. So M-A-R-L-Y-Q and MarleyQ.com. Best way to reach me. I love it. So if you are also an agent of good in the world and you want to spread your wings up and out and about with the power of video, I'm going to invite you to visit us at fourproductions.com and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>